everybody! Welcome back to North Idaho Now. This is episode 154 oh, for goodness. August 2nd. Whoop, whoop. Chance Watson and Molly Roberts Hello. bring you the news today. This episode is brought to you by the North Idaho State Fair. North Idaho State Fair is set to celebrate its 100th anniversary this year from August 19th to the 28th and wants you to join in on the fun. From monster trucks and extreme bull riding to carnival rides and live concerts, there's something for everyone at the fair. For the first time ever, the North Idaho State Fair is offering golden tickets that give holders a lifetime access to the fair, and all proceeds will go to a new livestock building. For tickets and more information, visit nisfair.fun. Molly. Chance! Uh, I think, uh, based on our pre-mic going hot conversations, uh-huh. I think we should just rebrand to a truther podcast. Oh, okay. Like, new podcast, we're, yep. Like we're we're, we're going gonna into it. we want we want to bring we want to bring you guys some consistent content. We've already uh, uh, apparently I've heard a lot of compliments about uh, the, the traffic update from Megan Sasser. Yeah, good. Yeah, people, I know. You know, that's such a practical thing. It really is. You know, I drove to to Coeur d'Alene just the other day, and and I was like, oh, well, I know what they're yeah. what they're doing. This is kind of right. It does just take kind of the. I don't know. I mean, I guess it is the unknowing. What are they doing? What's even going on here? And it's like, no. Well, and you know people what's going on. and people like to listen to podcasts in their cars. Exactly. So yes. you're getting your information while you're driving. While Ho- you're hopefully driving. you hear about the traffic delays before you get there. Hopefully. Which is hopefully. why you should kick this show up right before you leave your house. Yeah. Or right fact, when you get in the car. Actually, before you even get in the car, yeah. have it have it up all the way right. while you're getting ready. Exactly. For just, everyone in your household to hear our voices. You hit the shower and then just kick on the blue oh, the water the, the Bluetooth waterproof speaker. Oh yeah, nothing yeah, oh, yeah. better than just sitting in the shower Absolutely. listening to Chance and I. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> alternate between that and the eighties p- playlist. Oh yeah. There we mm-hmm. go. Yep. Okay. That sounds like a morning. Uh, that does that sound, does sound like a morning. That does sound like a way to start the day. Chance, you sound a little. Uh, did you do something yesterday? I am. Uh... I have not been this sore since <laughs> I was 14 years old when I went to uh, ho- local hockey fans. This will this will find a special place oh, in their heart. Yes, I uh, am. I one. went to. Uh, it was a hockey camp called Server Summer. Uh, Cam Severson who does still live in the area and okay. uh, is involved in, in youth hockey in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, good guy. Shout out to Cam. Uh, he did a server, server summer. He played in the NHL. Uh, he was kind of an enforcer for the Ducks back when they oh. were the mighty Ducks of Anaheim. An not... enforcer for the Ducks. Uh, that's that Translated to normal speak, that means uh, he punched people more than he did score goals. Oh, oh my goodness. Tough that's guy. about what I figured Yeah, tough, tough guy. Uh, okay. But back when they were the mighty Ducks of Anaheim and not just the Anaheim Ducks. Mm. Fun fact for those who the 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 Mighty Ducks like right. the movies they did name they the NHL did. team after them like that was totally based on that and then they got new owner Disney owned the team for a little while really yeah and then they that. got new ownership and now they have probably probably the worst logo in the NHL it's oh. it's really bad you you should you, Google Anaheim Ducks Anaheim I want Ducks. I want to hear your reaction yeah why would you change Mighty it was an iconic Ducks? it was you know like That's even from the cartoon series you ever watch the cartoon series Mighty Ducks yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Like, why would you go away from like the you know the Jason mask, but it's a duck? Exactly. Like that's no, an iconic. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. Now, now it's like a duck foot. 
That's a D. Yeah, no, this is silly. This is silly. Yeah. This well, is, and it has, is, like, it's showing me the old, right? Like, yes. Oh, you've got both. So, yeah. And yeah. so it's like, why would you Why ever... would you ever go away from the good one? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sports expert Molly Sport Roberts e- is well, I mean, not a fan of this change. Sports expert, but we're also, I mean, you know, that's just like accoutrement. That's, exactly. That's, you yes. know, personal preference on, on jerseys and whatnot. Yeah, they really did not. I'm looking at kind of a, really an update from it. 1993 to 2006. It was the duck with the with almost the Jason yep, mask. Yep. And then they changed it, yeah, to Anaheim. Mm. Oh, so it's a D. Mm-hmm. Everyone, it's a D. Okay, yeah. I see. Yeah, it's a D for ducks. Shh. You don't... Okay. Which doesn't... I just... I don't know. I, I have no All idea. right. Um, so yeah. anyway... He played for the Ducks. Um, I was went on at, kind of a tangent. Yeah, there. we went way, way off topic. <laughs> that does never happens on this show. No, 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 no. We're uh, always on track. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, server summer twenty fourteen or twenty twelve, something like that. I was in a hockey camp at Planet Ice on Barker Ice. on Barker Road in the Spokane Valley. Okay. okay. Uh, no longer, no longer there. I think it was an indoor soccer place for a little bit, and now I think they mm. make cabinets there or something like that. I don't oh, know. Oh darn! Uh, yeah. Oh, it was such a cool Molly. It was that the coolest cool. rink. You had two rinks. Uh-huh. Okay, like they were side by side. They were connected by like an inner lobby. The best part was that there was an upstairs beer garden. Oh. But it was situated upstairs between the two, so you could walk to one side of the beer garden and watch a game in one rink, and then go to and the and go other to the side. other side and watch a game in the other rink. Man, and now they sell cabinets. So yeah, now they sell cabinets, fine. which I, I, in my opinion, is a huge downgrade. But you know, in yeah. any, in any case, uh, yeah, I, I remember. I haven't been that. I haven't been the source of so long. I've been I since fourteen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a while. I've been moving. Uh, mentioned on the podcast, I'm, I'm now officially in Post Falls. Um, Post Falls. Yesterday back was back in his old stomping grounds. Oh, yeah. You're gonna see him blading about and. <laughs> Shout out to my the first coffee shop that I got here, uh, Mugsy's. It was the closest place Mugsies. next to my apartment. Where is Mugsy's? Uh, it's kind of a. It's on. It's on. Um, Celtis. Okay. Um, kind of near McDonald's oh, okay. and Yokes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that yep. area. There's yep. like an RC car place too. Okay. Uh, Fuki. Fuki, the Japanese restaurant. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. that little area. Yeah. See, I think I, I told you I used to live, because you live in the Centen, or I guess maybe we shouldn't say where you moved. No, no. I, I don't live there. We're not doxing anyone. <laughs> um, I lived in the same area um, that Chance is living in at okay. one point in my yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's we're good not area. going to say uh, in the show. I'm not going probably, to dox chance. That's totally fine. Um, I don't, however, if anybody wants to come Facebook, put me out of my misery. Wants. Oh god. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm so sore. Like my my arms. Molly can see that. She can attest to this. My arms are just like completely. They're pretty bruised they're up. Pretty completely they bruised. They are pretty bruised going up. Going all the way up. Like it's just I've <laughs> yes because yeah I, I, I because. Like the first two days, it was so hot. I only did Ugh. small items. Yeah, like yeah. I, I filled up boxes and I moved those, and that was mm. fine. Yesterday was like the first like fairly reasonable day. Yeah. So we just put all the heavy stuff into one day. Yeah. Yeah. Four got it done. Four tri- four back and trip back and forth trips to the valley through all the traffic on I ninety. Uh, yeah, it, it did not. I still <laughs> I still have stuff. There's yeah. still stuff I have yeah. to pick up. Um, so a little sore from that. 
but but I'll recover. I'll Good. I'll make it through. Good. Uh, That's right. Yeah, That's right. Was... He'll recover, everyone. Don't worry. You uh, will not have to go put him out of his misery. Oh boy, I I hope not. Uh, yeah, uh, Molly, I wanted to, there was something that I, I, as I was moving, I, I threw on a couple fun movies, oh, okay. uh, that were at my plate. There's no, nothing new uh-huh. because I can't, I can't throw on a new movie and right. do other stuff. Like Yo, I, I feel definitely. like it needs to be something. That's that why I can't not... watch new movies really is because yeah. like I always, I, I can't oh, sit for two yeah. hours or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, so I threw on a couple movies that I have seen in the past mm-hmm. and they just, they're they're both feel good movies. Okay. Um, first off is the Hulu uh, movie Palm Springs okay. with Andy Sandberg. Oh yes. Uh, okay. It's uh-huh. it kind of it's kind of like pseudo sci fi in the sense right. that it's like a, it's like a Groundhog Day where the where the uh-huh. day repeats over and over and over. Repeating. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of a more fun, loop. yeah yes. more fun take. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it just it ends on a happy note, which mm. which nowadays when movies are made we don't get a lot. Mm-mm. There's always some dark and Something at the end that you're like, oh, we've, great. We've ruined the heroes. We've ruined the villains. Yes, everything's terrible. Every, everything's bad. Oh, everything's gray. Okay. Yeah, cool. we don't we don't have we don't have good people oh, that anymore. That is nice that it yeah. has a nice ending. It's it's a, a great it's ending. a great snuggle up on the couch with your significant other and and have a good laugh kind of movie. Excellent. Um, it's it's got a little bit of everything. And then I threw on Hot Fuzz. Oh, and I just I every time I watch this movie, us. I get so angry that they won't make a sequel uh, because it is it's... of that of that because it's part of like a, a pseudo trilogy, like a loose sure. trilogy. Of like them, the, the it's that Shaun of the Dead Peg and Nick Frost. Yeah, it was like that part of that pseudo trilogy of like Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz, and then there was one more. Yeah, well, it's probably the least popular of the three. And so one of the least popular ones, yeah. which is The World's End. Yes, that was that's it. That's actually one of my favorite. Have really? you watched it? Uh-uh, I haven't seen it. I hadn't watched it, and someone introduced it to me not too long ago. Okay. And it's it pretty good? it takes a while to get to what's actually going on, sure. but it kind of needs to. Okay. And it's so good. Maybe maybe yeah, that's maybe I that's would... why the other two go really well. Like you get Shaun yes. of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, you're just thrown into it immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and the World's End was 2013, mm-hmm. where the other ones were a little bit, a little bit earlier. Before. So I think they yeah. did kind of wait a little bit, they and were, it just didn't get as. They're like much. a loose trilogy of like right. fun. Yeah, like I don't like they're kind not related in any way. But they're all yeah. the similar actors are in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but Hot Fuzz. Is uh, Hot Fuzz so makes funny. my makes my heart so happy. It really like oh, that man. movie. Just it's it's there is literally no bad point in that movie. Everything, everything <laughs> from start so to funny. from start to finish, it yeah. is just so good. It really is. Um, there, there's even, like even the underrated scenes of like when he's breaking up with his girlfriend in the mm-hmm. beginning. <laughs> like, does Bob look like somebody I'd be with? Oh, it's Dave. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all wearing like hazmat suits. Yes. So you can't tell who you anybody can't is. Tell who- anyone is oh it's such a i i love that movie so much um makes my heart happy Mm -hmm. i I wish they would i would i uh it's there i i could sit here and quote the whole movie for for hours it seems like yeah so is hot fuzz you like hot fuzz better than Shaun of the dead probably by a little bit probably by a little bit it's not much Shaun of the dead is also a very good film so yeah it really is yeah Kill the queen. What? <laughs> <laughs> You've got Freddie Mercury blasting. Oh, it's so they're good. They're just so clever and they're oh, yeah. just 
Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to beat them. Wait, hard to beat. Go to the Winchester, Sun have a pint, frost. and wait for all this to blow over. <laughs> wait for all this to blow over. It's so good. Because it is just like, I mean, Shaun of the Dead's like, if any one of us would be in a in a zombie apocalypse. Yes. That's what's so great about, about that. And that's what's so great about all of is It's just like, they're so relatable sure. for one. Is this like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I do in a zombie right. apocalypse. Well, and fo- and follow I my, go to the bar. Follow my, yeah, exactly. Follow my logic on this. Like, I'm gonna, I'm about ready to talk about a, a hypothetical, not real scenario about zombies. But okay. Simon Pegg's, like, idea on zombies uh-huh. makes total sense to me. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, you watch, like, 28 Days Later and whatnot, sure. where zombies are, like, running at you. Right. He's right. like, being dead's not an energy drink. Uh, right. Like, yeah, you're not doesn't... gonna get, you're not gonna get, like, <laughs> you don't get superhuman strength exactly. by like rotting away. Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. Now, when like if you're a, a sick human, mm-hmm. that's different. Yeah, but like oh, if yeah. you're a true zombie, then you're dead. Right, like that's the then whole point. Exa- like you're living yes. dead. You're kind living of thing. dead. You're just looking to survive. You're right. just at that point yeah, where you're, you're just it's all primal. Exactly. Yes. Yes. But yeah. like it but if you're like if we're supposed to believe that these are dead people that like have unlimited stamina yeah. and are running at me like that I does I never liked that. I, I mean like, I know we're arguing in, about how fast dead people run. Sure, but. sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> Fantasy but dead like, people. I like my zombies to be slow. Yeah, right. Like, I like the George A. Romero zombies, the slow, the like first, you yes. know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because they're, you know, the, the whole strength of zombies is like strength in numbers kind of thing. Like they're not supposed Ex- to be super strong. Exa- right. They're not right, supposed right, right, to be right. really fast. Mm-hmm. Again, not like 28 Well, and the days. George A. Romero thing is interesting because he just has the whole it's like they start to gain sentience in his oh. series oh yeah oh yeah it's very if you follow it from like the very beginning and you keep going it it is kind of interesting okay to, yeah i yeah. maybe dated a guy that was really 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 into zombies really <laughs> very that doesn't zombies, sound like what so. you would you it doesn't sound like you would do that at all no no uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no you no. wouldn't date anybody that's into zombies that's that doesn't sound doesn't sound like this gal. Not sports gal Molly. That would be that would be on your dating profile. Like must must be must very knowledgeable on zombies. They they gotta right. They got it. That actually was on my dating profile. <laughs> must love must have uh, mass knowledge of zombies. Yeah. And superheroes. That that makes total That's sense. Yeah. 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 Right up yeah. there with vampires. Um, yeah, sure. No, not as much? Not not maybe as much. Uh, I mean, specifically Twilight vampires. Oh, are you, a, are you a big Twilight fan? Uh, uh, I wouldn't say big. I'm a... I'm a books? Did you read I, the books? I like the... Uh, I'm going to use our one swear. I like okay. the shitposting groups, the Twilight shitposting groups yes. on Facebook yeah. are very funny. I did like the books. I did like the books. The movies were very awkward. I remember my sister and I would go to midnight midnight premieres and... We were both not impressed. Mm. Not as, impressed with the films. Yeah. As somebody who was forced to watch them several times over <laughs> through an ex. Um, I was like, yeah, an ex that liked yeah, that that liked was, the vampires. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, Put I, that in your dating profile. Yeah, no. Must, must not must like must vampires. Not into, no, I don't mind vampires. Like I, I, right, okay. I the I love the Twilight memes where What we where, do in the shadows, very yes, that, those uh, are the vampires. I love the like. Twilight memes where you've got like it's it's a picture of Bella and Edwards like sitting and you've got Blade walking up behind them. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so like that that stuff's kind of funny. There's um, some good memes. Yes. I mean, yes. at this point, the Twilight series is just one giant meme. I feel uh, like, which I'm fine with. As as it's somebody cool. who has already gone on record saying I don't like it. I will say that I think it was a victim of the times that it was made in. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of what can take you out of those movies is the bad CGI, Mm. Uh, which doesn't make sense (laughs) to me because, like, we've had, like, like The Matrix in 1999 had better CGI. Oh man, the baby in that movie cracks oh, so bad. me up. Like even the last movie that had the best up. CGI of them all was still not good. Not good. And I don't I just like in the modern Ugh. like where we can when we can like literally de-age Mark Hamill right. to looking like he was he's in 1989 right. again. And then yeah. We I, can't <laughs> we can't do this with the high budget movie that was like I remember when those like, movies. It was one of the biggest. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember oh, yeah. when New Moon came out and you walk into every gas station and you yeah. had cardboard cutouts of well, yeah, Team like Edward said, or Tim I mean, Jacob. We would go. My sister and I would go to. I think we went to every midnight premiere until like the last. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't care anymore because mm-hmm. we would go to the every single. I went to every single Harry Potter midnight premiere. We would go. My family would actually. We would. We would all of us. We would go to it. every single. I've seen. Yeah, did that. Yep. But and yeah, it was a big thing to do. It was, and I remember people dressing up. Oh, for Harry Potter. For Harry Potter yeah. and for Twilight. Lots of people in capes, and it was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys. We could I talk. We could talk uh, more about zombies and vampires, we but, could, uh, but we'll probably we'll probably get into the news. Maybe I get. We'll see if there's any zombies and vampires. Uh, in the we news. might. We'll find a way to. I we'll hope. find a way to slip that in. <laughs> Hackla Mining Company is a leading low-cost silver producer with operating silver mines in Alaska, Idaho, and Mexico, and is a growing gold producer with operating mines in Quebec, Canada, and Nevada. They are the largest primary silver producer in the U.S., responsible for one third of the silver produced in our nation. Uh, fun fact: also the silver that goes into uh, fighting vampires. That's true. Yes. Uh, uh, leading, Thank you, leading, leading in the slaying of vampires. That's, they're they're going to throw that into their, so, uh, in their tagline any, any, any day yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, their philosophy is to operate mines safely by promoting a deeply rooted value-based culture, leveraging mining skills developed over the company's long history, and by innovating new practices. To learn more about Hecla Mining Company, please visit HeclaMining.com. It's like in, uh, you ever see the Con- Constantine with Keanu Reeves? Mm-hmm. Like how they press the gold bullets? Right. Yeah. That's what they're actually doing. With ha- Hecla Silver, yeah. They're doing that and they're fighting the good fight against the crab people. The crab people underground. Hecla's really, you know, Man, they're, they're keeping us safe from they're, a lot. They're the real heroes here. They're the real heroes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving into Coeur d'Alene Post Falls Press headlines for Saturday, July 30th. Headline ownership. Not rentals. Mm. This is by Devin Weeks. The words came straight from the heart of Jim Brennan, longtime North Idaho resident and Cornerstone Inc. custom homes owner and president. Quote, we want ownership. We don't want rentals, he said. We want people to be able to own and establish the American dream to do that right now. I'm seeing that condominium condominiums are one of the only solutions we have available to us for our people to live in this county. Brennan smoked, uh, spoke, not smoked. <laughs> 
He did not smoke. <laughs> he did not smoke. Brennan he started smoking sp- because he went outside into the... Oh my gosh, he's a vampire. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. He walked into the daylight. <laughs> Brennan spoke during the Hayden Planning and Zoning Commission meeting Thursday evening during which commissioners unanimously approved a single-family residential condominium housing project named The Bridge that will dedicate 20% of the units to those who make no more than 80% of the area's median income, or roughly $24 to $31 per hour. These include public safety employees, teachers, administrative staff, and hospitality workers. Proposed to be constructed on more than four acres at 2442 and 2420 West Hayden Avenue, the bridge plans to include 56 town-style homes and two-bedroom, one, uh, two-bedroom, one-bathroom, and three-bedroom, two-bathroom condos. Boy, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Quote, we hope to see the, uh, we hope to bridge people from one side of their housing situation to another through flexible ownership. Ah, got hence the name, said ben, uh, Brenny Ross, who co-owns the project with Brennan. Quote, that's basically our heart in this project here. The bridge is geared toward first-time home buyers. Project leaders are also working to ensure that those who buy a home, uh, buy a unit, live in it for at least two years. The project has support has the support of the Panhandle Affordable Housing Alliance and a nonprofit with a mission to give more people access to home ownership. The organization has been consulting with Brennan and Cornerstone Builders on the bridge to assist with deed restrictions for 11 units or 20% of the development to ensure these units are available for purchase by people earning no more than 80% of the area medium income. Coeur d'Alene City Councilwoman Kiki Miller is a leader with the Regional Housing and Growth uh, Growth Issue Partnership, an organization of working group, an advisory group, and volunteer committee that are addressing Kootenai County's housing crisis. Miller said three or four more projects like the bridge are starting to help North Idaho's developer community realize legal ways to help workers stay in the area. The bridge will be considered by the Hayden City Council at an upcoming meeting, quote, I think this is a good project, Howard said. I think this is the kind of project that Hayden needs, and I stand on that. To see the full report, visit cityofhaydenid.us. Mm-hmm. Sounds like I, it's a step in the right direction. I agree. I I like this step. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right. As somebody, Molly, you haven't have you bought a home before? I have not bought a home. There you go. No, I've. All right. There we go. So this falls into both our categories. It really does. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great. Yep. I like it. Agreed. And I don't like this next one. No. Vandalism by fire at Bluegrass Park. Oh. Two early morning fires Friday at Bluegrass Park near Lake City High School in Coeur d'Alene have been deemed arson by fire investigators. Mm. You guys, it's like 100 degrees outside. Why? Stop. Stop. What? One fire was reported at 2.45 and the other was reported at 7.45, said a news release from Coeur d'Alene Fire. Coeur d'Alene Fire and the city's police department responded. Investigators determined that these two separate fires were intentionally set by a person or persons unknown at this time. One of the fires was in a trash can, and the other damaged one of the playground structures. Mm. You guys, guys. Vandalism at Coeur d'Alene City Parks has hit an all-time high this year. According to City Parks Director Bill Greenwood, the most incidents of vandalism have occurred at the Landings Park and Bluegrass Park, said the release. Anyone with information that could help investigators is encouraged to contact Coeur d'Alene Police or Fire Investigator Craig Etherton at C-E-E. T-H-E-R-T-O-N at C-D-A-I-D dot org 
or 208-659-8986. Interesting. I'm curious as because we had uh, some vandalism at Smelterville Park, a park that's near in the Silver Valley. Just interesting. I wonder, it says City Park's vandalism is hitting all-time high. I wonder kids are just bored. So the I heat's getting too... I it's um, youths. I mean, it's, it's... I feel like it's definitely you. Well, mm-hmm. I would... Ho- I not, would hope not, so. I would hope so, but... At least with youths, it's like their brains aren't fully developed yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe. it's like, okay. With, with adults, it's like, guys. Maybe what? a vampire burst into flame. <gasps> there it is, you there guys. There it is. Okay, we solved it. Let's call. He was, he was having a call, good time on the jungle gym. We're going to call Craig Etherton yep. and tell him that we solved the case. Yeah, solved it. <laughs> He'll be writing it down like we're drunk UFO people. Oh, like, oh, join us yeah. on our Truther podcast for we go. <laughs> when we call fire investigator Craig Hitherton. I mean, aliens are real. Real, like that's that is the truth. I mean, so. well, yeah. I, w- I want to believe. <laughs> okay, moving on. Sunday. July 31st. Was that an X-Files that reference? That was an X-Files reference. Oh, man. We I are, want to believe. We are so oh, oh, all over the map today. <laughs> uh, a request to invest in school safety maintenance. This is by Devin Weeks. Yellow spray paint encircles large jagged potholes in the Lake City High School parking lot. Quote, once you start to get cracks, they just get worse and worse and worse. Mm. Coeur Lane School District Director of Operations Jeff Voller said, at Fernand STEM Academy, windowsills are wrapped, hand-washing sinks are disintegrating, and cooling towers are falling into disrepair. Quote, there are definitely some health and safety issues here, <laughs> district spokes- spokesman Scott Maben said. <laughs> Crumbling sidewalks, rotting ramps, torn carpets, dilapidated heating systems, and entrances and schoolyards that need increased security are among the many items that the district hopes to address with funding from the school plant facilities levy that will go before voters August 30th. If this levy passes uh, passes musters at muster at the polls, it will allow the district to collect up to eight million per year for ten years. If the full amount is not needed in any given year, less than eight million will be levied. These facilities are, on average, thirty years old. The backlog of deferred maintenance in these facilities exceeds twenty five million. Without dedicated and sufficient funding source, the deferred maintenance cost will snowball, hitting a projected sixty eight million within five years and exceeding one hundred and one million within ten. About twenty five percent of the levy funding will go to safety, security, and technology projects, while seventy five percent will go toward the backlog of necessary repairs. By making this investment now, the district hopes to save millions in tax dollars in the long run. Quote, if we had this levy stream of up to $8 million a year, you're going to avoid the temporary patchwork approach, Maven said. You're going to fix what really needs to be fixed and replace what really needs to be replaced. That's a more efficient use of tax dollars over time. From a student perspective, uh, incoming Coeur d'Alene High School senior Dylan Jones said this levy will address issues in his school and others that will allow students to be the best they can be every day. The aesthetics of deteriorating schools also impact students in the district. Based on the growth in the value of all the taxable property within the Coeur d'Alene School District, district officials project that this levy will have a tax rate of $31 per $100,000 of taxable assessed value, or about $0.31 cents per $1,000. The online voter registration deadline for August 30th election is midnight Friday. Paper applications must be postmarked no later than Friday. The absentee ballot request deadline is August 19th. For more information, visit cdaschools.org forward slash levy for details. Uh, they're talking about, it's it's funny, like 30 years, it's sad that we've set the bar 
for older. Because, I, I mean, there are schools that I know of that are much older than that. Right. Um, right. And that kind of – I think maybe you have to take take this with a grain of salt in the sense of like maybe – it's no secret. We used to build things a lot sturdier. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that it's sometimes when you do the patchwork in the, in the short, it's just not going to last as long. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, if you put in a cheap ramp, you're only going to get 20, 30 years out of it. Right. I but, do think that's what we're seeing. But, you lot. know, like w- when we see schools, like, uh, you know, I think the first things that come to mind, Post Falls Middle School mm. in, uh, in Post Falls, uh-huh. um, Kellogg High School. Right. Man, that thing's still going strong. It you is. Know? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's had to have some repairs, but like the, the infrastructure of the building is great. Right. It's totally yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you, you build something sturdy, it's, it's more effort and more money you put into it, the better long term exactly. you're going to have. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, when you're, you know, when you're doing patchwork stuff, like when your classrooms are in portables and. Right. Do you ever, do you ever have to teach in a portable? Um, I never had to teach in a portable. I did have to do, um, sometimes I would have to do detention. Um, ah. and so I did have to do, I did have to oversee detention sometimes in, okay. a, in a portable. That gotcha. was at, um, which one's the, the Tigers? Post Falls Middle School Tigers? Post Falls Middle School Spartans. Spartans? Oh, but were you at the it's, other middle school? I was school? at the other middle school. Oh, uh, yeah. Lake, Lake something. Lake, yes. Something like that. Gosh, I should know. It's not Lake City. No, 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 no. River, river, something. River City, Riverside, something like that. Man, I don't, I don't. Know. I went to Post Falls Middle School, so River City. That's river it. City river City Middle, Middle School. school. Yep, yes. absolutely. and that's the newer yep. one too. That's the newer. Uh, one. Built yeah. smaller though, if I remember correctly. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was mm-hmm. kind of, it was kind of just meant to take the overflow from Post Falls Middle School, uh, right. And not be like a complimentary. Uh huh. You know, so that's interesting. I could be wrong on that. Okay, but... so I did my. <sighs> For everyone that cares, yeah. I did my um, two summers of the PACE program at River City Middle School, oh. but I worked uh-huh. at Post Falls Middle School. Gotcha. So I, I, okay. I was involved with both. I was getting confused. I was like, wait a second. I feel like I was at both. I was. There is a both. very sweet there picture of me on the wall at Post Falls Middle School with Ooh. some very serious skater hair. <laughs> Like I like when when you know like my my hair when it gets long it'll start curling around the hat. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, in middle school you just let that happen. Oh, oh that was and the, that was man, the like style. I could take it off and I could I mean oh, it was yeah you it was were luscious. The, wow. Yeah. It was, I had so some if you long go to hair. Post Falls Middle School. Look for get a for get a, a good laugh. Skater chancy. Oh boy, what was that? I graduated <laughs> in eleven, so that would have been what's eleven minus four. So six doesn't. <laughs> Let's not do math out loud I'm on so the podcast. Bad. So bad. I'm gonna use my fingers now. Eleven, <laughs> ten, not okay. It, it, 2000 class of Post Falls Middle School class of 08. Uh, you could see a. Ooh, that's great. when I graduated. Is two is 08. There you go. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Someone's an oldie. <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. If you're looking for a refreshing locally made beer, check out Radio Brewing at 319 Main Street in Uptown Kellogg. The tap room is open seven days a week. They offer delicious craft beer and awesome snack and food options. To learn more, visit RadioBrewingCompany.com. Radio Brewing, put radio in your mouth hole. Out of context, put a ninja star in your mouth hole. In your mouth hole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on. Monday, August 1st headline, opposition rises against cell towers. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Join us on the Truth Podcast. Sorry, I had to read it. I know it's your story, but I had to read that. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is by Bill Buley. Mm-hmm. A hearing is scheduled next week before a Kootenai County hearing examiner on a proposed cell tower off Potlatch Hill Road in Coeur d'Alene. 
Quote, I do not support the building of a cell tower on this property or in this area, wrote Coeur d'Alene resident Barb Zimmer. She said it is a residential area of nearly 100 homes and properties. Quote, the proposed site for the tower is in the midst of homes and the structure will loom over these homes and those on the other side of the ridge, which is where most of the homes are, Zimmer wrote. The hearing is set for 6 p.m. August 4th, 451 Government Way in Room 1, Kootenai County Community Development. A second hearing is set for 6 p.m. September 8th in the same place due to public notification issues, and there could be a third hearing before county commissioners. Mm, a, lot of those, a lot of those notification issues wow. going around. Yeah. Yeah. The public notification issues, mm-hmm. aye, aye, aye. According to a legal notice published in the press, Ingle, AT&T, and SmartLink are seeking a conditional use permit to construct a wireless communication facility to provide the latest 5G and 4G LTE technology. Sounds like a listening post to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it will consist of a 150-foot lattice tower and ground equipment on a 7.13-acre parcel of land in the agriculture suburban zone. It is located south of the intersection of East Potlatch Hill Road and East Sky Harbor Drive. The tower would be with a 70-foot by 70-foot fenced area accessed from Potlatch Hill Road. It is currently vacant land located within the city of Coeur d'Alene. Zimmer said many homeowners in the area only recently heard about the hearing. She said residents of Armstrong Park and other developments will have to see the tower rising into the air when looking in the direction or when they travel on Sky Harbor Road along Potlatch Hill Road. Quote, Certainly, there is a less conspicuous area where a tower can be built if it is really needed, Zimmer wrote. Comments can be emailed to vfinkel, F-I-N-K-E-L, at kcgov.us. So here, here's how it works. The 5G, okay, use, utilizes the stuff that they spray in the chemtrails. Okay. Okay, that, that floats into the air. Uh-huh. And then using that as a carrier... The towers beam the fluoride directly into our mouths. Oh my gosh! I can't believe you're you're giving the story out on this podcast, but not our other one. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, okay, but seriously, I can see why people wouldn't want a cell tower built like a no, no, oh yeah. I totally course. get yeah. this. This is a legitimate. It's yeah. like oh yeah, no. That's... Like even when even when you see the eye rolling ones of like oh we made it look like a tree, like no, it's, it's still, not a tree. It's not a tree. Like you know, it's not a tree. It's, no, I definitely get that. That so you don't I, want it. You don't want to belt around your. It is a big structure. It's yeah, a very big. Yeah. And like you said, even if they try and make it look like a tree it's like it's no, still it's not a, a bunch tree, of metal right. i know yeah so and I, you know it's funny like I, I think maybe 10 15 years ago like the argument for this is like it sucks but we have to have it kind of thing mm. but i think technology is getting to a point now where mm-hmm. like i mean look at uh starlink right where they don't rely on towers at all mm-hmm. you know it's all satellites right. where it's so, not where it's starting I mean, to I, maybe get towards that's more. not that's not me saying like oh you guys need to Launch some satellites into the air, right? But I mean, I guess like we're getting to the point now where other options. There's other right. We don't necessarily maybe have to build all of these large. Sure. Yeah. Right. Unless it's in the valley, and if if it's in the Silver Valley, we'll I'll take all the towers. (laughs) Put them all up anywhere you can. Just put. I'll put one on my car. Right. Yeah. All up Silver Mountain. (laughs) I actually want the gondolas to just be going by cell phone towers. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to be able to to ride uh, the chemtrails. Oh. There we go. (laughs) 
<laughs> right at the chemtrails at Silver Mountain Resort. Uh-huh. That's, that is not an actual ad read, no, folks. No, not an ad read. Gus, if you're listening, that's Gus, uh, not a real thing. That was a joke. <laughs> Moving on, celebrate National Night Out with local law enforcement. This is by the press staff. Community members will enjoy mingling with local law enforcement Tuesday during an ambulant, uh, abundance of free National Night Out activities. National Night Out is a yearly community building campaign that promotes police community partnerships and neighborhood camaraderie. Neighborhood group watch parties with Coeur d'Alene police will take place at several locations in Coeur d'Alene, including Fernand Terrace, uh, Terrace Group at the Capones location at Ponderosa Springs Golf Course, 1291 North Galena Drive at seven from 7 to 9 p.m. St. Germain Group, the St. Germain Har- uh, Harcourt Drive, 9 to 7 p.m. McEwen Terrace Group, McEwen Terrace Condos, 701 East Front Avenue, 7 to 8.30 p.m. Landings Group, John Shock and Rendezvous, Landing Subdivision, 7 to 9 p.m. And Fort Grounds Group, 311 Military Drive, from 7 to 9 p.m. The Community County Sheriff's Office will have a canine demonstration, helicopter demonstration, more than 50 local vendor booths, community resources, and food and drinks from 48 p.m., and McIntyre Family Park, 8930 North Government Way in Hayden. Rathroom police officers will participate in a kickball tournament from 530 to 8 p.m. in Majestic Park, 5400 West Majestic Avenue, Rathroom. That's a cool park up there. Kids 10 and older are invited to register. Family teams and individuals are welcome. The winning team will play the officers for the winning trophy. Visit rathrum.sportsites.com forward slash player to register. Cool. Play some kickball with the cops. cops. On those busy school nights with hours of sports practice and dance class when you just don't have time to make dinner, your local McDonald's has got the whole family covered. Whether you get a happy meal with chicken McNuggets for the kids or a Big Mac for the adults, dinner is sure to be quick, easy, stress-free, and satisfying. Your locally owned and operated McDonald's is located at 820 West Cameron Avenue in Kellogg. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Takes into Tuesday, August 2nd headlines. Alrighty, officials to mull a $120 million budget. I'm also mulling over my $120 mm-hmm. million dollar Me too. budget. Me too. <sighs> or lack thereof, it's, anyway. It's, that's, that <laughs> is, that's more like it. This is by Kay Thornbrew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kootenai County Commissioners voted Monday to publish a, prelim, a preliminary balanced budget of $120 million for fiscal year 2023, an increase of about $12 million over the prior year. The budget is expected to be published August 15th. The budget projects collecting the full 3% increase in pop- property tax revenue permitted by law, Preliminary estimated to translate into a little more than $53 million in revenue for the county. The final amount is still to be determined because the county has yet to receive final property values from the assessor's office. That means all taxing districts in Kootenai County will have to publish budgets based on their best guess for revenue, said county staff accountant, accountant, Brandy Falcon. Included in the county's tentative budget is an approximate 6% cost of living adjustment wage increase for all county employees. Wage study and cost of living increases are expected to total around $8.1 million. That includes boosted pay for detention deputies and 911 dispatchers, both of which are reportedly in short supply. Mm -hmm. The increases, which include the cost of living adjustment, will bring starting wages for detention deputies to $26 an hour. That puts the pay within 2% of starting wages for the same position in Spokane County. 
For 911 operators, pay will begin at $24.75, within 3% of Spokane County wages. Quote, that should help in the recruiting, said Commissioner Chris Filios. The projected cost of these wage increases for detention deputies and dispatchers is about $317,000, which is included in the overall $8.1 million for all county employees. But a decision by commissioners to freeze four vacant detention deputy positions and two vacant dispatcher positions for fiscal year 2023 will save the county about $463,000. Kootenai County Sheriff Bob Norris said the vacant positions are needed, but the sheriff's office does not have sufficient staff to train new hires. The positions can be reintroduced as part of the budget for fiscal year 2024. Commissioner Leslie Duncan noted that doing so would likely necessitate a 1% tax hike. Quote, There isn't any money to address any other departments, so we have to make sure we're understanding what we're doing here. Commissioners will hear public input and decide whether to proceed with the preliminary budget at a hearing August 31st. Final approval is expected at the regular business meeting September 6th. Okay. I mean, it's a lot of money, so... There's a reason why we're going to talk. Chump change. Chump yeah. change for oh, this yeah. gal. Gosh. Yes, yeah, a lot of money. A lot of money. <laughs> makes sense that we're going to talk about it. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, we, and like we talk about this good amount of the time mm-hmm. about the, yep. Speaking but, of more money. Woo! CDA trustees amend 2022-2023 budget. This is by Devin Weeks. Coeur d'Alene School Board trustees on Monday unanimously approved a revised version of the Coeur d'Alene School District's 2022-2023 budget. Quote, back in June, we had our public hearing for our first for our fiscal year 23 budget, and then at our subsequent meeting, we adopted that budget, said Shannon Johnston, the director of finance director. The district's general fund operating budget for the 2022-2023 school year is $84.1 million, a slight increase from the previous year's budget of $83.6 million. John Johnson explained that the approval of the original 2022-2023 budget did not include the potential $8 million per year, 10-year school plant facilities levy election that is going to going out to the community August 30th. If the levy election is approved by voters, those funds will uh, have to be included in the formal adopted budget in order for the district to use them. The money would go to tightening security and making desperately needed repairs across the district's 40 buildings. The first budget hearing, which took place before the board approved holding uh, uh, before approved holding the upcoming levy election, was presented June 13th and approved by the board June 20th. This is slightly less than uh, oh, I'm sorry, skipped over to us, quote, quote, when we formally revise a budget, it has to go through a public hearing. So hence, we have a he- uh, our public hearing, Johnson said, according to the school district budget document that can be viewed through the school's website, cdaschools.org, $50,192,788 has been budgeted for salaries in the 2022-2023 school year. This is slightly less than the $51,555,249 budgeted for salaries in the 2021-2022 school year. More money has been budgeted for benefits this year, $20,784,131, compared with $20,601,946 budget last year. Why don't you throw more numbers in here? I was going to be, you know, <laughs> uh, for those of you that love money and numbers, oh. maybe we we had a couple of yeah. good stories for you. So good. <laughs> I mean, it is, I, I, I've said this before, I'm glad people um, uh, 
I'm glad people can look at a budget and not just have their brain go blank because sure. that's what happens with me. <laughs> sure. It definitely it definitely comes, it, you know, as somebody who understands both sides of, of, of the situation, like Idaho is a state that doesn't necessarily put a lot of spending into schools. Unfortunately. So, so the burden yeah. does fall on the community to support that. It really that. does. So is that fair? I, that's up to you. Sure. Um, I right? personally don't think so. Yeah. Uh, right. at, le- at least to the level of what it currently is. Uh-huh. Um, I think that definitely it could probably go up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, with the with the ta- local taxpayers sh- shouldering the bird on all of that, um, it's, that's a little rough, I think. It's a little rough. Um, but at I the, agree. But, but at the same time, uh, North Idaho boy understanding that uh, higher taxes are not a good thing. Um, we don't we don't like high taxes. We don't we don't like it. So darn it, but so it's again. I think we talked about this before. It's kind of a no win scenario. Right. Exactly. And and we know costs are going up. Things yep. are going up. Things aren't necessarily you know. Prices aren't going to go down necessarily, you know. At least to, at least as sharply as what we've seen uh, in the past. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They might level out a bit, yeah. but. Um, Definitely not going to. The America's gold and silver-owned Galena Mine in Wallace, Idaho, is currently accepting applications for the position of maintenance supervisor. The maintenance supervisor is responsible for overseeing all aspects of maintenance needs. The ideal candidate for the position would have an associate's degree in a maintenance-related field, five-plus years of experience, and two-plus years in a supervisory role. This role is an excellent opportunity to work on a variety of projects, take charge of your career, and make a difference on a small team and dynamic work environment. America's Gold and Silver offers competitive wages, a full employee benefits package, which includes medical dental, vision, life and disability insurance, PTO, 401k, and a pension plan. To apply for this and any other open positions at the Galena Mine, visit www.americasgold.com forward slash careers. Takes into Shoshone News Press headlines for Tuesday, August 2nd. Headline, Hot Cross Fun. Play on the uh, little rip. You ever play Hot Cross Buns on your recorder? Oh, Molly? yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty pretty simple song. <laughs> this by John. You got there. There it is, everyone. You just heard the whole song. That's, <laughs> that was, it. That was it. it. That was Hot Cross Buns. Congratulations. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> this story is by this, by this is by Josh McDonald. It was a. Uh, it was hot. So very hot. At noon on Saturday, it was estimated that roughly 2,000 people were all sweating it out on the blacktops around Teeters Field for Silver Hoops 2022. The annual three-on-three basketball tournament has consistently been among the uh, the more popular for streetball enthusiasts, but this year broke the mold. In what could be very well go down as the hottest event ever, 164 teams made their way to Kellogg for the weekend, beating the previous high mark by nearly 20 teams and a 53% increase from last year's event. That's quite a few people when you factor in that each player is bringing along a few friends and family to cheer them on during the entire spectacle. Quote, Silver Hoops continues to grow, said community member Gus Colburn. The ease of access to not only the playing venue, but also lodging, dining, and other amenities make this tournament popular with families. I heard comments all weekend from parents of youth division kids saying they saw improvement in their child's basketball skills over the weekend, which has been a huge focus of the planning committee over the years. By Sunday morning, more than 2,000 free bottles of water had been handed out during the event as part of the Mountain View Congregational Church's annual water ministry, and believe me when I say that it was a blessing to have. 
The event is backed by a small committee that handles the extraordinary amount of planning and preparation, but the real backbone of it all is the small army of volunteers who trot out to make sure each game has a court monitor and scorekeeper, as well as those who handle the registration and bracketing, and then the group that comes in to make sure that everything is cleaned up afterward. Silver Hoops has a reputation for its competitive competitiveness rather, but perhaps no division embodies that quite like the men's 18 to 30 open division, while most of the divisions enjoyed moderate sized brackets, men's 18 to 30 boasted 44 teams. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Each team was broken up into a pool of 11 teams during each Saturday's pl- uh, pool play. This allowed teams to play 3 to 4 games in order to determine the seeding for Sunday's single elimination tournament. Former Kellogg High School standout Chase Jerome and his team, the Sugar Ballos, Sugar Ballos. Sugar Ballos. Uh, there you go, I gotta say it right. Ran the gauntlet on both days, finishing 8-0 with a new championship t-shirt to show for their efforts. An exhausted Jerome was at a loss for words after the tournament and could only muster it was hard fought following the win. Colburn believes that the atmosphere is what keeps Silver Hoops growing at its rapid pace. Quote, The vibe at the courts all weekend is going to be what sticks with me, Colburn said. People from near and far showed up and showed out with one common love of the game of basketball. This year's edition of the tournament was definitely my favorite year so far. During Saturday's dunk contest, Bronson Bond entertained the crowd with his freakish athleticism on his way to the championship. Records are broken, teams and temps, but that's an old old saying out there. Ball is life. Yes. Silver Hoops 2022 was street ball at its best. Ball is life. Ball is is life. (laughs) Uh, I rollerbladed down there for a little bit myself, Mm -hmm. uh, checked out the scene. It It was very hot. It was very hot. It was very hot. I I stayed. I steered clear. I. It was hot. There was a lot of people. I'm sure, it was a wonderful time. My dad was one of the one of the uh, Mountain View Congregational Church members handing out water. So, he he was there blessing the crowd. All right. Uh, Pinehurst Library promotes creativity. This is uh, by me. I got to go check out this little papermaking class. I didn't get to stay and make the paper because I think I had to... Where did I have to go? I had somewhere else that I... Probably a meeting or something like that. Uh, If you are looking for ways to stay out of the heat, the Pinehurst Library has free events geared towards adults and teens throughout the summer and fall. The library recently held a recycled paper making class, incorporating pressed flowers into the paper for some beautifully added decor. Jessica Hunt, who works for the library and ran the class, explained how she wants to gear lessons more towards teenagers and adults. Quote, There is always a lot of fun programming for younger children at the library, but I want to have more programs for an older crowd. Programs like this papermaking class are geared more towards adults, but younger children can attend with guardian supervision. Hunt went through the process of making the paper with the class, demonstrating the technique before the group went for it themselves. Quote, We used shreds from the library to make the paper so it was already waste and cut up enough to use. The smaller the bits of paper, the better, as the water must be absorbed, making a thick pulp. Hunt then used a blender to thoroughly meld the paper and into a paper mache consistency. Once the paper is thoroughly blended and soaked, Hunt demonstrated using a papermaking mold and deckle, two separate frames of the same size with one frame having screening attached. Quote, It's not going to be perfect, but that's okay, Hunt said to the group. She then demonstrated using a sponge and towel to soak up as much excess water as possible. Several people attended the two-day class, which is a positive sign for the library for future events. 
The Pinehurst Library has a multitude of free events for adults and teenagers in the future, beginning at 2 p.m. today, so in a couple of hours. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast and you want to go to nature expert Adam Oblander, will be giving a fall foraging lecture while you can learn about useful plants and mushrooms while trekking and hiking the trails of the Silver Valley. Avid readers can get excited about the book club discussion that will begin with the comedy science fiction novel Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams, which will start August 9th at 1 p.m. To sign up for free events or more information, call the Pinehurst Library at 208-682-3483. Pretty cool. I couldn't Pretty cool. They did talk. I didn't include it in the article because she wasn't positive, but Mm -hmm. she did talk about mead and winemaking classes. So that could be fun. That is cool. Uh, Pinehurst Library is always doing some cool mm-hmm, stuff. I, I went mm-hmm. there once for a, a beekeeping class. Ooh, Super that's cool. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Home of the lowest prices on all things outdoors since 1975, Black Sheep Sporting Goods is your one-stop shop for all your camping, fishing, hunting, and clothing needs. Open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Check out Black Sheep's new location in the Silver Lake Mall. Be sure to also check out www.blacksheepidaho.com. And receive orders on uh, free shipping on orders over $100. Black Sheep Sporting Goods celebrating 45 years as your favorite sporting goods store. Takes into Bonner County Daily Bee headlines out of Sandpoint for Saturday, July 30th. Headline, Camp Bay Talks Breakdown. This is by Daniel Radford. Following a heated exchange between Fred Arn of 50feet.net and Bill Brownlee of M3, negotiations to resolve a question of public beach access in the Camp Bay area have ended. Like in a bad way, mm-hmm. not not like a, oh we figured it out, which is weird because I thought the last time we read about this there was a there, there was right, forward the, progress. There, I thought so too. Yeah. Hmm. That puts the issue back into the legal arena. Both parties will be in court on August 10th after a month of gridlock during a recess for Thursday's public Bonner County Zoning Commission meeting. Bill Brownlee could be heard telling Fred Arn that he was quote just trying to screw up my development and oh. that quote there was never a public beach at Camp Bay. Arn did not believe that further negotiation would be fruitful after that interaction, as even M3's negotiation posi- negotiating position at the time recognized 50 feet of public beach front. Quote, It was indicated to me that the public never had a beach down there and will never have a beach down there, Arn said in a Wednesday interview with KRFY's Chris B- uh, Bessley. Bessler. Rather. Arndt shared the interaction with his attorney who advised M3's attorney that they would not continue negotiating. Both M3's proposals as well as the Arndt's proposal agreed on 50 feet of public beach. This hearing is the latest chapter in a saga to determine whether the final section of Camp Bay Road runs all the way to Lake Ponderay's high water mark or ends at property now owned by the Arizona company's M3ID Camp Bay LLC. A dispute over access versus private property rights promoted the arms arms to file suit last May after Bonner County commissioners voted to vacate the uh, vacate the final portion of the road, saying it was in the public's interest for the county to no to longer have to no longer have maintained the approximately half mile portion of road. In their lawsuit, the couple challenged the decision and said commissioners did not have the right to vacate the road for a variety of reasons. The court agreed and remained in the uh, remand remanded the matter back to the county. After the commissioners rever- uh, reversed their previous decision to give the road to M3, they asked for a legal review to determine where the public road ends and if indeed reaches Lake Ponderay's high watermark. Allegedly, the county road ends 50 feet from uh, 50 feet west of Ponderay's ordinary high 
watermark. Frank is concerned that the Arn's legal maneuvering is not only cost uh, folly, but actually threatens private property rights, including littoral rights, which extend private property owners' dominion out to the lake bed bed until the ordinary high watermark. And the saga continues. The saga continues. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Missing berry picker found safe. Mm. A lost huckleberry picker was found early Friday morning and is in good spirit after being lost in the mountains of Boundary County for almost two days. Coit Lawn was located around 5.20 a.m. Friday by a rescue helicopter crew from Two Bear Air Rescue of Kalispell, Montana. Quote, he is in good spirits and is being evaluated by medics after spending a second night in the woods, said Andrew O'Neill, public information officer and director of the county's Office of Emergency Management. Mr. Lone was not alone, however. He was accompanied by his friend's dog the whole time, a black Labrador mix named Lucky. Lon, 54, was last seen around 4 p.m. Wednesday while picking huckleberries in the vicinity of Bethlehem Mine, Camp 9 Road. He was reported missing about 10 p.m. that night, prompting the activation of Boundary County Search and Rescue, said Andrew O'Neill, Public Information Officer and Director of the County's Office of Emergency Management. The rescue helicopter had been requested by Incident Command Thursday afternoon to perform an aerial search early Friday while the landscape was cool and infrared equipment could be used effectively. Searchers were operating from a tip they received after midnight last night from through hikers who were camping in the area. Quote, the hikers said they saw a man with a dog matching Mr. Lon's description earlier yesterday around 5.30 p.m., and he was heading up Boussard Mountain to seek high ground. O'Neill said a helicopter crew headed to the location Friday morning and spotted Lon. A rescuer was lowered to the man's location to lead him to a suitable helicopter pickup point. Mm. Always good when when a man and the dog are rescued. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Watts Appliances have been finding comparable customer service to the Silver Valley for over 50 years. The family-owned and operated business has a wealth of knowledge regarding appliances and the brands they sell. Whether you're in need of a new washing machine or have questions about refrigerators, Watts Appliance is ready to help. Visit wattsappliance.com or stop by and visit at North 3 Division Street in Pinehurst. Moves into Sunday, July 31st headlines. Headline, NIC Sandpoint has new home. I, this makes me happy. North Idaho College's local outreach center has a new home. NIC at Sandpoint will host an open house from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. on Tuesday, August 9th at the new location at 515 Pine Street in Sandpoint. The event is open to the public. The open house will include self-guided tours and hourly raffle drawings. Free snacks, drinks, and swag will also be available. Faculty and staff will be on hand for questions and for enrollment assistance for the fall 2022 semester, which begins August 22nd. Information about several NIC programs, including Adult Education, Jobs Corps, Workforce Training, and the Center for New Directions will also be available at the open house. Student services and overall efficiency were the college's priorities in changing locations, Christine Callison, NIC at Sandpoint Regional Outreach Center Manager, said. The NIC Sandpoint Outreach Center has been located in downtown Sandpoint for 10 years. Offices and classrooms were previously divided between two separate buildings. The recent consolidation brings students, faculty, and staff together under one roof. 
The project included upgrading two lecture classrooms with Zoom technology and adding a dedicated classroom for adult education and GED programs. The campus also includes advising and faculty offices as well as as science, health professions, and community uh, computer labs. Services offered to NIC Sandpoint include application assistance, advising, and registration help, financial aid, and scholarship information, resource referral, and tutoring. Test uh, proctoring is available for NIC, Idaho Public Colleges and Universities, GED, Workforce Training Certifications, and ATI Nursing Education. Students in Bonner County and Boundary County can enroll in NIC programs and complete coursework at the Sandpoint campus. uh, Credit classes offered locally include biology, English composition, oral communication, college algebra, psychology, and many others. For more information, contact NIC at Sandpoint Regional Outreach Center Manager Christine Callison at 208-665-5072 or Christine, that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E dot Callison, C-A-L-L-I-S-O-N at N-I-C dot E-D-U. Love that. Good news. I do, too. Yeah, I did at the outreach center, the NIC outreach center in Kellogg. Um, I I utilized early on in my educational career. All right. BGH Foundation is working to change lives. Sandpoint resident Chris Owens is a father of four children, a skier, a hunter, and a mountain biker. He is also paralyzed. Just over 12 years ago, Owens was injured in a logging accident, an occupation he had held since he was 21. Dangerous work. Dangerous work. While Owens, now 43, is able to be active in spite of his paralysis, he believes that if he had been introduced to a certain therapy immediately after his accident, he would be able to walk today. For several years following his accident, Owens was fatigued and his muscles atrophied. He napped daily and lost a great deal of weight and strength. It was not until he learned of a therapeutic device called an exoskeleton that he was able to regain some of his strength. It changed his life. Hmm. The exoskeleton is a state-of-the-art wearable robotic that assists in gait training and mobility for those who have lost their ability to walk due to stroke, injury, multiple, multiple sclerosis, and more. With the assistance of the exoskeleton and wrist canes, Owens was able to walk for the first time in over a decade. Quote, Every time I would use it, it made my legs feel super hot, explained Owens. It was nice to feel something. I knew if they felt hot that something was going on. Hmm. Unfortunately for Owens and many like him, the closest facility with an exoskeleton is in Wenatchee, Washington, an approximate four-hour drive one way. Owens traveled to Wenatchee eight times a year, utilizing the device for 30 minutes each time. He has not returned since the onset of COVID. Quote, If we were able to purchase an exoskeleton for use by our physical therapy department, we would be the only hospital in Idaho to offer this type of therapy, said Molly Behrens, Community Development Coordinator for Bonner General Health. To that end, the Bonner General Health Foundation Board announced July 1st its Find Your Strength campaign and hopes to raise the $200,000 needed for purchase of an exoskeleton and an accompanying FES bike, which uses electrical current to cause muscle contractions by stimulating peripheral nerves. As part of the Find Your Strength campaign, Bonner General Health Foundation is hosting a Find Your Strength 5K slash 1K fun run and Family Day on Saturday, September 24th. 
This all-ability family fun, fun run will include an after-party for the entire family, complete with music, food, drinks, magicians, face painting, and more. Both races begin and end at Sandpoint City Beach, with the after-party taking place on the lawn at Trinity at City Beach. Children 8 and under can participate for free, and registration is at a reduced price of $20 for ages 9 to 17. Adults are $45 if you register ahead of time, and $50 the day of the event. If people are unable to attend the race but would like to participate in the after-party, all are invited. To find more, to learn more about the Find Your Strength campaign and to register for the event, go to bonnergeneral.org forward slash foundation. So exoskeletons are very cool. Uh-huh. Um, I know a little just from the nerdy side of me. I, I know that like for I mean, this is obviously for therapeutic and, right. and useful medical purposes, but they've already been experimenting with them in the military um, mm-hmm. and not for like combat, but like lifting like, things right okay. like helping lift things like it's it's just something that attaches to the side and we like when you when you squat down right. to pick something up it just like it'll assist it'll you assist. yeah to like help oh. help do everything so you're still doing the like the movement right but, but there's just it's, less it takes chance. yeah right it makes something that's 100 pounds 50 pounds you know or something like that yeah okay. so um very cool very cool. cool and obviously this can be adapted to, to right. something like that yeah um, yeah yeah, I, I think it's super cool and makes us one step closer to power armor. So, mm, uh, yeah. imagine us in power armor. Uh, <laughs> Molly and I, Molly and I, uh, us Fallout fans just sitting over here dreaming about having, a, having our own suit of power armor. Being like seven feet tall. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't need any other clothes. I would just always wear my power armor. I guess, sorry, guys. I got to charge my power armor. Right. Like I mean, like it's. <laughs> Get a fusion core and you're good to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, moving on. Last day, Tuesday, August 2nd, headlines. Concern oh. looms over the comp- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Not concerned. Oh, inside jokes, gang. This is by Daniel Radford. Bonner County's Planning Commission is seeking input for updates to the Bonner County's comprehensive plan. Residents are being asked for their views to help reshape the, quote, goals, objectives, and policies of the county's comprehensive plan. The document guides the creation of county code and departmental policies. The 48-page draft of the updated plan was proposed by the Planning Commission and uploaded to the county website on July 19th. It is available at a a very gobbledygook link that is here. Uh, If you're very interested, go check it out. Uh, The comprehensive plan, uh, especially its goals, objectives, and policies guide the county in code changes. One of the proposed updates would be a new policy under the recreation section, which outright bans public access easements on private property. Quote, under no circumstances will Bonner County require access easements on private property as a condition of development. Another proposed change to the housing section's goals and objectives would strike the requirement, quote, to provide adequate shelter for all, regardless of age, income, or physical abilities. This sentence would be replaced with Bonner County will enable opportunities for diverse housing needs. Definitely, a lawyer definitely had fun with that, Mm -hmm. with that reworking right there. In reviewing the document, Jennifer Ekstrom of the Idaho Conservation League said she had two main concerns, the need to update county data before updating the plan and the lack of adequate public input. Uh, Project 7B officials echoed Ekstrom's concerns in an email to supporters last week, quote, Two community workshops are better than none, but they said that the group believes that there should be more engagement. 
Project 7B is concerned with the pace of the planning commission in their efforts to update the plan, quote, despite the lack of county-wide public involvement process and the fact that the planning commission originally proposed a year-long process, the email read. The commission is accepting written comments until August 20th via email to planning at bonnercountyidaho.gov. The two workshops will be held at the county administrative building and will begin at 4.30 p.m. on both August 2nd and August 16th. At their August 30th meeting, the Planning Commission hopes to recommend the proposed changes to the Bonner County Commissioners for a vote. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, Comp brands, I, I know it sounds Woo. like very boring legal minutia and, you know, all that kind of stuff with city stuff, but comp plans are important mm-hmm. um and when you're they building are. stuff uh right. it's it's the guiding it's the guiding principle mm-hmm. that planning and zoning has when they make laws yep so uh, but not to be confused with this is not law mm-hmm. like it's just right. a guiding principle f- to make law to make if that law. makes any sense yeah okay mm-hmm. Once again, we'd like to thank North Idaho State Fair for sponsoring this episode. The North Idaho State Fair is set to celebrate its 100th year anniversary this year from August 19th to the 28th and wants you to join in on the fun. From monster trucks and extreme bull riding to carnival rides and live concerts, there's something for everyone at the fair. For tickets and more information, visit nisfair, F-A-I-R, dot F-U-N. Molly! Chance. We're done for the day. We're finished for the day. We finished it up. We're right through. Wow. We have some good stories today. Excellent. Some, some good, good news. stories. Good news. Absolutely. Yeah. Take that. Excellent. Perfect. We didn't get too off track with vampires. No. Not too no. But much but true. I mean I think I think chatting about conspiracy theories is definitely going to have to happen. Like, <laughs> like that that is a new thing. Like oh, like one day like one episode a week you're gonna one episode a month you're gonna get traffic updates. And then another one you're going to hear about conspiracies. So you never know. I love that. But you'll always hear about the news coming out of North Idaho now. You'll always get the truth from us. Oh, boy. Unlike unlike other sources. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, just just watch YouTube videos and you'll learn everything. Oh, yeah. That's right. YouTube is probably the greatest source of news uh, out there, really. I mean... (laughs) Learned, learned that the moon landing's fake right. and the it's earth is cool. flat and yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's hard to get to the moon when the earth is flat. It so. really is. Wait, so. is the moon also flat? See, I don't know. So I, that's what I don't get. Right. Are all of the planets flat? I don't know. Is don't, it just I'll us? I have to watch a YouTube video Is on it just it. us? Why is it just us? If it is, if so. Like what? I want to believe. Why does everybody else get round and we, we're and flat? we get flat. Flat, like flat Stanley. Man. <laughs> poor poor Stanley. <laughs> poor Stanley. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening in. And we'll uh one last thing I want to bring up at the end of the episode here. Uh mm. we, we teased a little bit this ticket giveaway. Right, yes. Uh we are still working on the ideas here, but but let me if you want to be above the game, like uh, ahead of the game here, I would make sure that you go like the North Idaho Now Facebook uh-huh. page. That uh-huh. is gonna be a big deal. Yeah. Uh coming up on it. There's like gonna be, it, might, like might be some little other qualifications there, but uh liking liking us on mm-hmm. that will definitely be a priority. So if you want to be ahead of the game, I would go over to the North Idaho Now Facebook Facebook page. Give us a like. Give us a like. All right, everybody. Be delightful. Talk to you later. Bye.